Welcome in. Merry Christmas to one and all. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa's coming up. Getting into the new year. Good to have you on board today. The Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show as we get you into uh, playoff playoff football really kind of started last night. And to watch uh, the Rams, who seem to be peaking at the right time, really kind of dismantle Derek Carr and company last evening. That was was an impressive showing out in L.A. Although, by the way, two things. One is, um, I loved how, I can't remember who scored, but they gave the ball to a girl. I don't know if it was a relation or not, but the girl that ended up with the ball was not dressed in any color. She was just dressed like some kind of a fitness model, dancing and shaking and all that kind of stuff, which I, I, I thought it was interesting because the camera stayed on here a long time. I don't know if you noticed that last night. And when the hell did Drew Brees get hair? Drew Brees was balding last time I saw he must be hanging out with Brian Urlacher in Chicago, for gosh sakes. So, anyway, that being said, there you go. That, uh, that is uh, the take from last evening. In the meantime, uh, welcome into uh, the Friday, Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Glad to have you on board today. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk a little baseball today. And baseball, yet again, the Dodgers snag, snag the, uh, the big prospect out there, spend more money. And uh, they're just racking it up, man. They're just flexing their financial muscles. And it's kind of sickening. And I hope someday, maybe, I guess wishful thinking, if I had to, you know, sit down with a, a, a tur- uh, you know, the festive turkey and pull the wishbone out, I'm going to wish that Major League Baseball wakes up one day and actually says we need a salary floor and a salary cap. And we're not, not going to get into anything else until we fix this now. And then they do, because they got to figure this out. This is crazy, crazy kind of money that's being spent out there. So uh, that's one part of this. Uh, the other part of it is, uh, will the Green Bay Packers give us a present? And that is a much better football game come Sunday. So if you had to ask for certain things from Santa Claus, what would they be if you had your top three wish list? And I don't normally do this, but I kind of thought about this today. I thought the top three wish lists for sports fans that Santa could leave under the tree on Sunday would be what? Or on Monday, actually, would be what, and uh, and so I I started really kind of think hard about that because you got to be careful what you wish for, right? So uh, that being said, we're going to um, talk a little bit about uh, Joe Barry. Speaking of wish lists, Joe Barry is uh, you're going to hear from him coming up at the bottom of the hour. Going to hear from Chuck Freeman a little bit later on today. Mike Clemens a little bit later on today. We got all kinds of good stuff coming up. On this Feel Good Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to get a hold of us, that's the phone number. Find us over on Twitter, on X. Uh, and what do we officially say now? If we say X, do most people recognize that now, I guess? You know, most people now know it's X, although it does take you a couple of seconds to go X. Oh, okay, it's Twitter. But on X, you can find me at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore michaels you can find grant at wisco grant w-i-s-c-o wisco grant um excuse me on instagram you can find us the bill michaels show on instagram the bill michaels show on facebook go to facebook.com slash the bill michaels show youtube continues to grow and we thank you that's uh, one of my uh one of my holiday wish list thing is that we could just explode that into the viewing channel both between the uh, spotify the apple itunes google Podcasts, and our app then explode the YouTube side. We got it going on. But go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can just 
look it up, and uh, then subscribe. Hit subscribe, and that way when we go on the air, we give you the best Packers coverage around, and you get it right there in your pocket, in your mobile device, uh, at your desktop, whatever it happens to be. Then you can find us on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, on LinkedIn TV. you got the link that pops up over on X. You've got uh, the email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And then there's the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. And uh, the app, which is The Zone Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison. So there you go. Grant, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I did not see more than a minute or two of the football game last night. I watched the Bucks game and went to a bar with some buddies. And that's about all I did last night. So I think we both picked the Rams, didn't we? Going back and looking, I think we did. I believe so. I can't imagine I picked Derek Carr, unless I was drunk during our pick segment the other day, and I don't think I was. So, yeah, I think we both had the Rams. But watched the Bucks last night, had a couple of beers with some friends before everyone leaves town for the holidays, so I'm doing good. There you go. Ebo had some eggnog, Every- some spike eggnog in the studio this morning, so that was a nice treat. I Yeah, I heard um, the uh, the eggnog tasting earlier today. I heard the eggnog tasting. So, uh, and, and I also heard that you brush your teeth, had some coffee, and the eggnog, uh, just by apparently the face you made, was not was not quality. It's just good. It's just, it's, Evo gets up at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning. He's rearing to go when he gets here. I'm, I'm a little right. bit more slow moving, so I had coffee breath, and I could still taste the toothpaste, and now I'm being asked to suck down eggnog. It's like, oh, God. Right. It was right. pretty good. Yeah, I got it. Uh, also, you got to remember, you're coming in, and Ebo's leaving. His day's over. Yeah. So he's been there since you know four or five this morning. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's now he's now going out to lunch. He's now off to lunch or whatever it is he's going to do. So he's already started his uh, his merriment of his day. Did you go to the? Uh, there was the farm party last night. Did you do that? Oh yeah, I stopped over, had some uh, some ham, some cheesy potatoes, just a classic Midwest. Uh, holiday party it ruled i wanted to get out and hang out with pam for a little bit i just i i couldn't we had stuff going on and did the wrapping thing yesterday for the kids and i I had some deliveries being made here at the house so i I couldn't get out there i really really wanted to i heard the farm party is like a a good deal great cheesy potatoes some buns uh lots of bush light i saw Uh, really oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i still you know what's funny is is i had so much uh i was just going through Yesterday, what I did was I, I went down to the bar because I really haven't – I mean, I, I cleaned the floor and I cleaned up the, the garbage from the party, but I had not really gone through – because I haven't done anything and I haven't been feeling good, so I'm not really drinking. So I haven't done gone through anything, you know, liquor-wise for, since the party. And I opened the fridge, and much to my shock, there was hardly anything in it. Now, reminder, there was that, that refrigerator holds like eight cases of beer. There was like a couple bottles of Angry Orchard, no Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, nothing. It was gone. It was all gone. There was one Cider Boys, that, which I drank. There was, uh, a, you know, there was some fruit cocktail stuff, you know, like the cranberry juice and stuff, and then some of the shot stuff. But the beer was gone. So I thought, well, I'll go over and check the coolers because I haven't even drained the coolers yet. And the craft beer cooler was empty. How? And then I started looking, and I'm like, okay, I'm out of gin. I had two and a half bottles, or two, yeah, two and a half bottles, full bottles of gin for the party. We went through for that party six of the big liter, big bottle things of Tito's. Six. 
because I had two and a half to start, and then I bought four more. I've got a half bottle left. Six big liter bottles of Tito's. I didn't. I look. I know we had a good party. I know we had a good time. But what were people doing? Pouring it like in in cups and mugs to take with them. What I mean, you were there. Were, that, were people smashed? Then I just didn't realize it. Uh, maybe smashed on a good time and great vibes. I don't, it didn't seem like it. I had wow I know, three or four vodka. Drink. The first vodka drink I had, I don't know who he had ten in Barville, but I took one sip and I'm like, whew, could light my breath on fire. So the really? drinks were okay. they were they were, we were getting good value on the drinks. They were they heavy pour. Okay, yeah, okay. Heavy so maybe that was part of it. All right. Yeah, I uh, I was like, wow. I had because you know now you start. What I do is get ready for next year now. Now we start getting ready for next year. So what I start doing is I start taking an inventory, and then it's not like you go out and buy everything right away. What you do is you buy a bottle here and a bottle there. You look for sales or whatever. So I make a list, and I keep it on my phone, and I think, okay, this is what I need to do for next year. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I didn't even realize we had that many gin drinkers, you know? Because, you know, gin and tonics, okay, I get that, but... I, I last year I went through a half a bottle of Tangeray. This year I put it in two more bottles just in case, you know. Everything's gone. They're all gone. Everything's gone. Kessler, gone. Seagram's gone. I, I just like, wow. There was some serious booze hags that came to this party. I was like, wow. But that was one of the things I started doing yesterday was cleaning up behind the bar and starting to put stuff away. And So anyway, that was my day a little bit yesterday. Uh, in the meantime, the day yesterday, you had Joe Barry spoke yesterday. And Joe Barry, as we all know, is under a lot of pressure and a lot of heat right now via fans and the ire of many. Uh, even now nationally being uh, kind of called out for his soft play and philosophy. And uh, so uh, we're going to hear from him coming up at the bottom of the hour. As I had mentioned before, uh, you had uh, the Dodgers yet again snagging another, uh, another big-time you know, big player uh, internationally. You've got uh, the Packers. Can they get – because we started seeing playoff football last night. Now this is it. I mean, now you're – when you start to look at all the different scenarios, I mean, the Packers, not only do they need to win out, but they need things to happen. They can make a little bit of their own history if they end up beating uh, Minnesota, but they really – losing to Tampa Bay and losing to New York. Uh, had they won one of those games, they'd have been right there. But losing both of those games specifically to Tommy DeVito – that's a kick to the nuts, man. They have got a mountain to climb because you had, a t- you know, obviously the Saints they have beaten, so they hold the tiebreaker over the Saints. So if they get to the same record as the Saints, they'll leapfrog the Saints. But last night you wanted to see the Saints get a win because then they end up tied, then the Packers would get the tiebreaker. But last night the Saints went down easily to uh, Matthew Stafford and company out in L.A., and boy, I tell you what, you talk about a team that's starting to look like they're peaking at the right time. L.A. certainly is. Matthew Stafford looked good last night. You got a lot of good games coming up this weekend, but this is playoff football, make no doubt about it uh, for everybody. So uh, a lot of good stuff. 877-867-1670, you want to hit us up, uh, give us a shout. Sip says, just drink Jaeger. First of all, two things. One, the Jaeger's gone, which I can't believe. Two, I can't do Jaeger anymore, man. I did Jaeger when I was young, and I used to blow that stuff out, and I didn't like it then, and I like it even less now. I just I can't do Jaeger. Every time somebody wants to do a shot, it's always Jaeger. I can, I, can, I can do Rumpelmans, which we got a little bit of Rumpelmans left. I can do some Rumpelmans. Uh, I can get into that. Got to be cold, though. You got to chill it. You can't just, you know, down Rumpelmans. But it, I can't do Jaeger anymore, man. Jaeger makes, like, all my chest hair fall out. It's just gone. I, I can't do it anymore. 
Dennis, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Rick, yes, it was a hell of a party. Uh, and Brianne, uh, she said, now it sounds a lot better. Uh, thank you very much. I think what happened, and I don't want to get too technical on you, was I fired up the equipment the way I always do, but I forgot to fire up one piece of equipment, which kind of threw everything off kilter, so I had to go back and reset it once we started the show. And I think now everything's fine, so everything should be good. Is there anything you got on your mind today, Grant, since today is kind of a, a pre-Festivus type of, you know, type of thing today? I mean, you know, if you if you had three presents you would like to see under your tree sports-wise uh, on Monday, what would they be? A salary cap for baseball because the Dodgers go. giving Yamamoto $300-plus million plus after giving Shohei 700 right. and after extending Glass now or paying Glass now $130 million. It's, Sucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I would that that would be one of my huge, huge asks. You know, at what point does Major League Baseball go? You know what, we're screwing ourselves. You know, we we just we can't continue to do this. Uh, the Dodgers don't mind, the Yankees don't mind, you know, other big market teams don't mind. But you, you in the fairness, now I, I guess what we do is uh, the only way this happens, I think, uh, as far as the salary cap goes, this is what you have to hope for. And this is not going to be popular, but this is what you have to hope for. What you have to now hope is for the next five years, the Dodgers who continue to spend money win championships. Just mow through the National League, win championships every year. Because at that point in time, people will go, okay, enough. They, they're the ones that bought, bought themselves championships. And at that time, because what's happened is you've got all these teams that are spending a ton of money, but they're not necessarily the ones winning championships. Yeah. And that's when baseball goes, see, we told you so. It's not about the, the amount of money you spent. Well, and it's, it's and, funny. The Royals won in 2015, and you wonder if that was actually a bad thing long-term for small markets. Because everyone absolutely. in baseball can say, see, you can do it. You can absolutely. Do, small market teams can do it. Yep. It's funny. And to see a team like the Brewers scratch and claw and get there every year, that's when they say, see, it's not the Cardinals. It's not the Cubs. It's the Brewers. The smallest, the smallest media market budget in all of Major League Baseball and in all of sports. And all of professional sports, to be honest with you, is able to get there every year. See, we told you so. And it's actually really it's, – it's great for the game because it's a different face, but it's also terrible for the game. Because ultimately what you want is you want to see the Yankees, the Red Sox. You want to see uh, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Cubs, the Cardinals. And just, just those teams that are considered the big market teams, all they do is win. And that's it. Nobody else for the next half decade – and then people will finally say, you know what, this is ridiculous. Because until then, you couldn't. But they'll say, this is ridiculous. And maybe, just maybe, you might have the owners coming up on the next CBA to say, enough. Enough. It's time to put a salary cap in place. This is ridiculous. Maybe, or or if not a salary cap, like, not term limits, but a limit on how long these contracts can be. Because I think maybe a team that's it. like the Brewers or the Royal, like, obviously all these owners are millionaires. There are different levels of millionaires and billionaires, but they're all rich. The Brewers could spend a lot of money for a year or two or three. What they can't do is give out a 12-year deal. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. a really big roadblock for some of these smaller, yep. less rich teams, too. So it's not just total money. It's the length of these deals. Like, the Brewers yeah. can't sign up for that. They can't sign right. up for a dozen seasons. And, Kinger, you're right. The Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. The Dodgers won that 60-game COVID-shortened series. He said, I'm telling you, the Dodgers are not going to win a World Series in the next 10 years. And we all hope because we hate, we hate the big markets. We, we, love the, we love David knocking down Goliath. We love it. But it's also a, an, an innate inheritance of unfairness 
in the business. You because if you're the Brewers and you wake up today and you look, you go, oh, Otani's going to free. Ah, forget it. I mean, you can't even you can't even look at that. You can't even call him up because you know, hey, you know, go to Otani's agent. And you say, hey, this is uh, you know Matt Arnold, the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> just <laughs> click. They just laugh because there's nothing you can do. You're not even in that ballpark. Pardon the pun. 877-867-1670. Merry Christmas to everybody. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Irish Cultural Heritage Center. They got a lot of good stuff uh, still on the docket. If you didn't make it down for some of the holiday music uh, over the month of December, they still have some good stuff coming up if you haven't checked it out. And don't forget, oh, my goodness, they've got Cynthia coming the night before St. Patrick's Day. The night before St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Emma Langford coming in January. Reverie Road is going to be back this year. Uh, they're going to be on uh, Saturday, the 10th of February. Drowsy Lads on the 17th of February. And then you got uh, you get into March, and you've got a whole bunch of good stuff. And then, like I mentioned, you've got Cynthia the night before St. Patrick's Day. You still have some really, really, really good music coming to the ICHC, Irish Cultural Heritage Center. And uh, Emma Langford, though, really good concert. If you never heard her, oh, my God, she's so great. Uh, coming to the ICHC as well. ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. And remember, if you want to make a donation, go to ICHC.net. Click on Donate right there at the top of the page, and you can make a donation. Remember, they are the ones that uh, on Thanksgiving, and I I, kind of laugh, but on Thanksgiving, um, hackers got into their account and took every dime that charity had, and they are still trying to recover from that. But uh, go to ICHC.net. Again, ICHC.net. Dot net. Whether you want to make a donation, you want to get some tickets, or you want to join us becoming because the night before uh, St. Patrick's Day, we're going to head down there on Saturday and catch Cynthia, and that is going to be an all right party. I mean, just a big party. I think we might combine some Irish and Italian that day. We might end up uh, eating dinner uh, before or after down at the Calderon Club down the road and then heading over for some Irish stuff over there at the ICAC, but it's going to be a blast, so uh, looking forward to it. 877-867-1670. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Um, the, uh, by the way, Dan, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Curtis. Good morning to uh, Mike Chan and Ronald and everybody that says hi. Merry Christmas. We certainly appreciate it. Grant and I both do. So, uh, And then, Grant, I'm sure you're going to be uh, getting a whole load of people on your – do you stream your, uh, your, your program from uh, 4 to 6? Oh, yeah. On, uh, I don't have a video stream, but okay. the audio on the app and all the same okay. platforms, yeah. All right. Uh, but by the way, I want to remind people on uh, Monday and Tuesday coming up this week, we will not be here. It's going to be, uh, quote, the best of, which I, I don't know how you piece that together, but it'll be the best of. So we've got to the best of coming up on Monday and on Tuesday, and then we're going to be back on Wednesday. But a reminder, the Green and Gold postgame show will air live immediately following the game coming up this weekend on uh, on Christmas Eve. We're going to be here from the Time the game ends until 5 o'clock, so join us. Uh, we'll get your reaction, uh, the analysis from Mike Clemens and I, 
and everybody, uh, all your emails, tweets, and all that kind of good stuff over the live stream coming up immediately following the Packers and the Panthers coming up this Sunday, immediately following the game. It's a Green and Gold postgame show. So um, uh, Beck says, if you follow hockey, the Badgers are going to be at the Fiserv on the 28th. Oh, I follow it. That is the uh, Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff. The Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff. So we're looking forward. As a matter of fact, I just talked to a buddy of mine, Mark Meisner, who uh, works with Quick Trip, and Mark said he might be coming to town to go to that. So I told him, I said, if you do, let me know. I'd love to go. So we're probably going to head down to the Fiserv and uh, catch catch a little bit of hockey. I'm, I'm, I'd be looking forward to that. If you've never been, it's a lot of fun. It's a different atmosphere. It's there. I've been to NHL games; they're great. Uh, but there, and I've been to you know like uh, the, the Admirals minor league hockey games, specifically come playoffs, and they're great. But when you get hockey teams and, and that are collegiate, oh, that's just a whole different animal. It just is, especially when you're talking about kind of a holiday faceoff Final Four, so to speak. That's you got quadrants of the arena that are dedicated to, to certain fans. That's that's awesome. I, I've done that a couple of times. So yeah, absolutely. Yep, love it. So if I can make it down there, absolutely, I'm going to. That's kind of on my, on my to do, uh, list that I would like to get done. So, definitely. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Marty says after listening to Joe Barry speak yesterday, uh, somebody please wake me up. <laughs> He says, Joe Barry is the most uninspiring person. How can anybody listen to him in a locker room and feel like you need to run through a wall for this guy? What, at what point do you just say, Joe, you're putting everybody to sleep. We've got to cut you loose. The end of the season. The end of the season. That's when it's going to happen. If I had to make some predictions uh, for the end of the season, as we maybe get into our 2024 uh, look ahead, I think one of the things you can pretty much say is, one, Joe Barry is, is going to be let go. Um... Two, Matt LaFleur is going to keep his job. I don't doubt that. Three, we are going to get some type of a contract extension after May for Jordan Love. Uh, It is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be Daniel Jones-esque. We'll have to wait and see how this thing plays out, but it's going to be in that area. Uh, Four, I bet you the Badgers end up with at least 10 wins next year in football. Oh, oh, raise your eyebrows there. Oh, yeah. I like the recruiting class. I like what you're going to have another year of Luke Fickle completely entrenching himself. I like it. I like the direction they're heading. I really do. Uh, so that's that's probably my fourth prediction. Uh, five, I think the Brewers win the division. I know, I know there's some people going, you're crazy, but I think the Brewers win the division. I think there's enough youth and energy, and I think there's just – while Craig Council's not there, I think there's going to be a – it's going to be just a carryover. There's an enthusiasm. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm going to go with that. Did we just lose Bill mid-sentence? <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to Bill. I, th- I think we might have lost Bill. Here, we'll take our break. He was mentioning uh, Joe Barry. We're going to hear from Joe Barry next, and Mike Clemens is going to bring us – uh, an assortment of of cuts as he always does when he joins us later on in the show. Mike Clemens was there for that uh, for that press conference yesterday, so he can I guess highlight what he heard. Bill says he's back. Bill, I, you confused the heck I out am. of me because you dropped out like I in between. Thoughts. I know I was right in the middle. I, I think Mark Antanasio flipped me off. I think that's what happened when I predicted the Brewers would win the division because of a different energy. He's like, "Don't say that! Don't say that!" You know. So oh like, you know, we're not going to spend that money. We're not going to keep Corbin Burns. We're not going to. Don't say that. 
So uh, don't anyway, get people's so expectations I, I any higher than they already are. That's fine. Ev- everything worked to a T. The power went out. I don't know what it is about the area lately, but uh, I know they've been doing some work down the street. But it's just like all of a sudden the lights flickered, and I'm like, oh crap! And then sure enough, boom, it went off. And then within a minute, it was back up. So I am. Uh, it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Second line kicked in, generator kicked in. Everything is good. All is right with the world. I'm sitting here pretty. Everybody else is. I can see the lights behind uh, that are on the back of the garage behind my house, and they're out. So I know the rest of the neighborhood's out. So oh well, I got power. If you want to come to my house, and the fridge is still running, and throw all your beer and beverages and eggnog and such in my uh, my fridge, we're good to go. I'm fine here. I'm on an island. I'm feeling good. All right. Speaking of that. Uh, let's do this. A man on an island right now, Joe Barry, with no life raft, nothing, because nobody's throwing him anything right now. We're going to hear from him when we come back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it. Hey, our friends from Cunis, Cunis RV, Cunis Automotive, Cunis Trucks, Cunis Commercial at shopcunis.com. They want to say uh, that they would like to wish you and yours a very happy holiday season. And uh, you know where to go when you come back? Start going for a, an automobile, an RV, whatever it happens to be. You're going to start cruising the countryside or cruising the country. Doesn't matter. Uh, both places you can go to. Shop Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. Dot com. Good stuff. Uh, Joe Barry. Joe Barry spoke to the media. The much-anticipated snoozer. <laughs> I hate to say that. I'm sorry. Because he does take the time to come to the podium and try to explain himself. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't make fun. But that being said, uh, Joe Barry at the podium talking to the media. Take a listen. Joe, what was this week like for you after you know, everything that happened on Sunday? Well, uh, losing sucks. I mean, always. But, uh, yeah, I'd be lying to you if this, you know, it was, this week particular was hard. It was hard on me, hard on my family. Um, But that's, you know, this is the National Football League. This is what you sign up for. So this is, uh, um, you know, there's, what's the saying, you know, no crying in spilt milk, you know, or overspilt milk. So, I mean, um, you deal with it. We had a bad game. Um, I have to be better for our guys completely. Um, and I, I put that on me all the time. Anytime we don't go play well, um, you know, it's on me. So, um, but yeah, th- this, this week was in particularly hard, to be honest with you. Hey Joe, what kind of steps have you taken to kind of solve or improve the communication issues? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I, I think there, there were a couple, um, specific issues but I mean there's there's things in a in a course of a 60 plus football game um there's insane amounts of things from a communication standpoint that take place on every play so um you know I I think the the biggest thing is that it starts with me just you know getting these guys better and and uh you know we were able to come in and and hopefully correct the things that were correctable uh on Monday um, bounce back, had a great week of practice the last two days. So, um, but yeah, it always starts with me, number one. When you say this week was hard, going back to Sunday, after that game, did, did you 
question your own job security at that point? Yeah, you know, I've never, uh, no, you know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer and I control the controllables and I control things that I can handle and, and I can deal with. Um, I have no control over that. So um, I know, of course, again, back to this is the National Football League. Um, it's the most popular sport, watched sport, talked about sport in the world. Um, so of course those things are always going to be out there, but, um, and I see him and, and hear him and, um, but no, I mean, I, 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 I've learned a long time ago being in this league, as long as I have been, um, control what you can control, you know, worry about what you can worry about. And, um, it's no business of mine what you or anybody else thinks of me. So, um, I, I, I try to I try to control what I control all the time, and, and when things are going well, obviously, and then also when things are going bad. You can, in a way, control how, how your guys play these last three games. I understand you're going to say, you know, you coach for your job every week, but do you think these last three weeks you, you're back yourself is pretty much up against the wall in terms of... Oh, yeah. I mean, I read what you guys write, you know. I hear what you guys say. Um, but I think that's... Again, that's, that's, that's the great thing about our league. That's the great thing about the National Football League. It is, you know, the top of the top, the best of the best. Um, and, I mean, I, I think that's a, not only a every year thing, that's, that's an every week thing. But that's, that's, again, when you sign up for this, when we sign up for this, we know that's what we're getting into. And that's the thing I love about this league. Um, that's the thing I love about the sport. And uh, yeah, it's 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 the highest level of competition at every level with every position. Joe, when you say that you need to be better for your guys, specifically the, the miscommunication, how much of that falls on on your responsibility to teach them how to execute, how to communicate, what to do, and and, and why why hasn't that happened to this point? You know, I, I wish to answer the first part. Absolutely. That it, it starts. I'm, I'm a firm believer. It's it's everything is top down. So everything starts with me. Um, so when when things aren't proper, um, it's my job to get it to get it right. Um, now, it is frustrating, you know, when things, you know, you would think at this point, you know, things would be running smoothly, but there's a lot of things that take place in an NFL football game, as I mentioned earlier. You know, um, there, there's so many subtle nuances that have to take place on every single play with all 11 players. So, but that that's that's part of you know my title as the coordinator to get it coordinated. Um, and when it doesn't go right, it is on me, and it's my job to get it done. What happened on the back-to-back, you know, 20-yard gains by Godwin, and then the, the one to David Moore? Because it looked like there was a lot of missed tackles on one of those plays as well. Yeah, there was, you know, the one with the long one in particular, which was really, uh, it was brutal. They, they simply had a, a change of strength motion, and um, we didn't rotate properly. Um, now we could have saved the day, you know. Uh, I th- that was a 51-yard touchdown, you know. I think, uh, you know, it could have been held to, you know, a four-yard gain or a 10-yard gain or a 12-yard gain. That's where, you know, the importance of tackling all the time is so important. But um, 
ultimately what happened, you know, big picture was we didn't get it rotated properly on the motion when Mike Evans motioned. I'm sure you feel like you've got plenty of talent, and I realize you've got guys, some guys out and all that, but what's gone wrong? I mean, you're 24th in yards per play and 23rd on third down and kind of up and down a lot. What's, what hasn't quite added up, do you think? Yeah, you know, um, probably the, the simplest answer with that bill is, you know, just consistently, you know, consistency, I should say. Um, you know, some weeks it's been there, some weeks it hasn't. Um, some periods of games it's been there, then uh, a period of the game it doesn't, you know. So that is ultimately, you know, in the, in the chair that I sit in, that's, that's the ultimate frustration um, is that it's not, you know, because I think any coach, the, the, the thing that he's always striving for, and I talk to you guys about this all the time, is that word is consistently is consistency to consistency get that play at the level that you want and you know you don't want it to be up and down and there's obviously been too much of that and but again getting that consistency getting that flow getting that quarter in quarter out game in game out consistency that starts with me and um, you know it, it's it's the it's the constant search for getting that and there's been too too much up and down, bottom line, and that's that's what's cost us. Joe, any thought to moving back down to the sideline? Would that help the communication at all, or is that not a factor, do you think? Well, I mean, I'm not out on the field, so, I mean, no, it doesn't matter. You know, um, you know I, I think there's been, you know, I had fun with you guys with that. You know, that I think that thing's been blown out of proportion so much, um, even though I, I do love and the, the experience of being up in the box has been great. Um, you know, whether a coordinator's communicating on the sideline or he's communicating up in the box, it's exactly the same as far as what's being received out on the field. So, Rob, I don't, I don't think that that to me that'd be that that'd be an excuse. So I don't, I don't, I, I try not to live in that world. So, um, to answer your question as as plain as possible, no, I don't, I don't think that would be a factor. It's not like you can. Uh... Tomorrow will become Wink Martindale's defense or Spagnuolo's or whatever. So what are you doing in the final three weeks? You just play the best of what you have, you know, just try to do what you do best and defensively? Or are they yeah, you know, I, I don't think – I think that falls back on um, – I think that's where people do make a lot of mistakes a lot of times is uh, if if – my opinion, the worst thing to do is, oh my God, I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to throw everything out and become this, um, because there's been games, there's been you know periods where we've played very well with all the stuff that we've been doing. So, um, you know, last week was it was it was a bad day, you know, and um, hopefully we've learned from it. Hopefully there's 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 some things that I would love to have back, you know. Um, I'm sure some individual players would, you know, say there's there's some plays they'd like to have back. Um, there's definitely some calls that I would like to have back, some situations that I would, you know, maybe approach differently. But, you know, that's it. that that's not the way I'm built. That you just okay, let's let's throw this playbook out and put a new playbook in. So, um, you know, that that's just not the way I'm 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 wired. 
Joe Devondre expressed online, I mean, some frustration about maybe critique he's received. I, I don't know if he's referring to the fan base or the coaching staff, but yeah. has he expressed any you know, frustration with you about maybe what you guys have given him in terms of feedback while he's been playing through an injury? Yeah, you know, the, the first thing I'll say, um, Dre is a absolute warrior. I mean, he is, um, and I, I mean that in, in every aspect of his, uh, of his game, you know, as a, as a leader, uh, as a guy in our locker room, as a guy, you know, you know, in our defensive meeting room, in the linebacker room, um, I have, I have the utmost respect for that guy. And he has my 1000% complete support. Um, you know, this is a, this is a violent game. It is a physical, violent game. And, um, you know, what he's been, you know, really the last two years, he's been dealing with a lot of things from a physical standpoint, from a medical standpoint. Um, but really, when you look at the last probably six or seven weeks this year, um, you know, I shared with you the story that, you know, he, he brought a guy in on Wednesday night when we were in Detroit to try to get his, you know, his, his body right. And um, he's doing everything humanly possible to, to get back and to get healthy. And from a respect and, and support level, Devondre Campbell has my, my utmost because he is, like I said, he's an absolute warrior. What was the, the idea with the concept of, of how many times he was matched up with, with Chris Godwin? Was that just to keep the integrity of your scheme together, especially with, with how many guys you were missing? Or what, what was, the, I guess, the thought? Well, that? I mean, you got to understand. I mean, we weren't playing, uh, we weren't playing an inside linebacker man-to-man -man on you know, an elite wideout. Um, in zone coverage based on a formation and whether they come out in a 2 by 2 or a 3 by one or in that case, if they come out empty, you know, and if a receiver is at number three, he's going to be, you know, your corners are outside in zone coverage, your linebackers or safeties are inside on twos and threes, and it just happened that he was in there. So um, it was just the call. It was the formation they came out in. Um, but, I mean, that happens routinely, you know, a lot, where um, a receiver that's lined up at number three in the formation He's usually, generally, always on an inside linebacker. After the game, Matt said, you know, he would have liked to see the back end guys challenge them a little bit more. And when Baker was doing as well against zone as he was, he, he would have liked to see something changed up. Yeah. From your perspective, I understand it's not just, all right, play man every snap now. But what's the process when you're getting gashed like that? Um, and why did you guys stick with so much zone? Well, I think um, I would be totally lying to you if it wasn't uh, you know, the Mike Evans factor. Um, when, when you go against a guy like that, there's so much um, attention that he draws, um, both with, you know, what you have to deploy to him, but then also, also the coverage principles that you have to play. And I really think other than the, you know, the 19-yard the touchdown that he had, um, you know, I think he had four catches for whatever he had, you know, 50 yards. So, um, but that's, that's when you go into a game plan like that um, and you have to deploy that type of attention to a elite guy like that, um, you got to make up for the other things. And, 
you know, to their credit, they did a great job. Baker, you know, um, you know, did a good job. So, um, but I thought, you know, th those were things, the first two things that we talked about going into that game were, you know, we can't let number 13 completely destroy the game. And then within that, we got to play the run. Um, and I thought, you know, until the, the third to last play of the game, I thought, I thought we did those two things pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, we did nothing else well. There you go. Um, two, two of their goals were accomplished, but the rest of it wasn't. And that pretty much sums up what happened against Tampa Bay. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. That was Joe Barry talking to the media yesterday. Stick around. Coming up here in about uh, 20 minutes, we're also going to talk with Chuck Freeman today of the Lockdown Brewers podcast. We'll get his thoughts on the direction the Brewers are going this offseason and the amount of money the Dodgers are spending. All kinds of cash. All kinds of cash. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Glad you're on board today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Coming up here in about 15, 20 minutes. Going to hear from Chuck Freeman. Chuck is uh, part of the Locked On Brewers podcast group. And uh, he is uh, going to join us. We'll talk with him about what the Brewers are doing in the offseason. In the meantime, uh, I want to get reaction for those that uh, you know wanna, want to react. From what we uh, heard from Joe Barry, Joe Barry had a lot to say, and and he listens, apparently, either his family, friends, people inside the organization, somebody does, because he says, I hear everything everybody says. So he knows people aren't happy. He knows. And he also said that I, I can't get involved in that. In other words, yeah, I know you uh, don't like me. I know you're not a fan of uh, my, and not personally, but, you know, don't like my style of, of defense. Uh, and, yeah, things broke down and things failed. And the criticism is warranted. I will say this. Every coach has plays you want back because you you know. You you had everything set up right there for you. You wish you had that play back. You wish you, wish you did. Every coach has it. And every coach has it in every game. No coach calls a perfect game. There's always one or two things you can do better, always. We all know that. Um, but I'll tell you this. It, it – for a team when it's losing, to continually say we got outcoached, to continually say we got outplayed, to continually say, you know, it's my fault, I wish I had this back, man, after a while, it starts to stack up in a lot of people's minds to where your ineptitude far outweighs the positive of what you're doing. And the perception becoming reality is that between Matt LaFleur saying, well, we got outcoached, and Joe, Joe Barry saying we got outcoached, is that you're being outcoached on a weekly basis. Um, you want to give credit to the opponent, say, hey, hell of a game by them, but, you know, but here are our faults. Here's what we did. Here's what we didn't do, you know? And I, every time I hear it, man, it's like the, the live stream explodes, the emails explode, all of that stuff. After a while, people go, okay. Yeah, you're really not the coach. You are, you've been, you're outcoached every week. Uh, okay, we'll talk to you later. One hour down. we got three more yet to go. Stay tuned. whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. <laughs> 